ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. We all know it's financially a pretty tough time, but who's really hurting the most? While the Reserve Bank governors suggesting younger Australians find a housemate or live with their parents, older Australians are holidaying, dining out and spending up big at the shops. Today, ABC Business reporter Stephanie Chalmers on the growing generational divide. Steph, interest rates have been going up a lot lately, but when you speak to older people, perhaps those who've paid off their mortgages, they're always really keen to point out that, you know, they lived through an era of even higher interest rates, that interest rates were once up at 17%. It can get that kind of a little bit frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone likes to admit that perhaps they were the beneficiary of some sort of once-in-a-generation luck or anything like that. And it's definitely an issue that creates a bit of intergenerational warfare, to say the least. But of course, there are different metrics you can use to define how difficult things are for different people. At the start of 1990, we had official interest rates above 17%. Westpac Bank has become the first to lift its home loan rates after yesterday's poor economic statistics, up 1% to 17%. So you can see why people who lived through that time perhaps bristle a little when they hear people bemoaning a cash rate of 3.85% at the moment, Mm -hmm. which is translating to home loan rates around 5.5-6%. But of course, it's all relative to how much income you're earning, what chunk of that income it takes to buy a house and then meet the monthly repayments. And we've actually heard from the Reserve Bank Governor, Philip Lowe, in front of Senate estimates, confirm that Australians will now be devoting the highest share of their income to mortgage repayments since records began. Australians will be devoting a higher share of their income to mortgage payments than ever before. My suspicion is historically high. It it is. If if not the highest. It will be the highest. Since records began. I can confirm it's the highest. You can confirm it's the highest. So that's pretty definitive there. Um, We have some data from Rate City, uh, which tracks interest rates. They say the average owner occupier with a $750,000 home loan has paid an extra $17,000 in interest between May last year and April. So that's not even including the last rate hike we saw and potentially more to come. I think there's a couple of different metrics people can use, but there's no doubt that it is very difficult at the moment. I actually went down to Pitt Street Mall in the heart of Sydney. It was absolutely packed, so it wasn't screaming, you know, impending recession or anything like that with the amount of people shopping. But it was really stark based on who I approached and spoke to what they were experiencing. I'm retired and travelling and my wife's doing a bit of shopping in there somewhere. And so the cost of living sort of crunch isn't hitting you too hard at the moment? No, not at all. I spoke to one older gentleman who, you know, he really said he was feeling very good at the moment. He said, I've just sold everything. He's sold his house. No, no, just retired and taking off, yeah, at the moment. Very good. 
He's now enjoying spending some money travelling, shopping and that sort of thing, and he'll be downsizing when he re-enters the market. On the other side of the ledger, I was speaking to two younger gentlemen who are also trying to save to buy. Cutting back, I guess, to accommodate uh, that. I guess non-essentials, not going out as much, eating in more, things like that. We had a Europe trip book, but obviously can't afford that. So. And they're facing 40% rent increases at the moment. So while I don't think, you know, it's fair to begrudge people who've, you know, said they've worked hard, paid off their home and had the good fortune to buy and sell when they did. It doesn't make it any easier when you're working really hard as well in your 20s and 30s and being told, oh, cut back on coffees or buy a fixer-upper. The median house price in, a, in the city of Sydney is around a million dollars and that's the median dwelling value, so that's including apartments and houses across the city. So, you know, finding some sort of golden opportunity to jump in is increasingly difficult for people. Yeah, okay. And there is, Steph, isn't there, solid sort of data to back this up? It's not just anecdotal. Yes, this data is from ComBank IQ, which is a joint venture between Commonwealth Bank, so our largest bank in the country, and the data firm Quantium. So they've taken the data from 7 million Australians, and that's real-time payments data. So, you know, you might say you're cutting back, but they can still see that you're actually still tapping your card at the bottle shop or the movies or something like that. So this is how people are actually behaving rather than a survey asking people how they're feeling. I spoke to Wade Tubman, he's their head of analytics, and they've created what they're calling a cost of living pressure score. And it's based on this view that if you are actually feeling the pressure, you're going to be changing your behaviour. Right now we're seeing younger people are really having to contract their spending and they're contracting it so much so that they're actually not keeping pace with the cost of inflation. So that means they're consuming less, they're buying less bananas, less t-shirts, less consumption. They found it's the 30 to 34 year olds that are one of the segments feeling the most cost of living pressure. It's the least affluent, it's renters. And then on the other side of the ledger, homeowners are feeling a lot less pressure, but they did specify that that's because that measure takes into account everyone who owns a home so people who've already paid off their mortgage and or perhaps have a very small mortgage. So that's not necessarily reflective of the pain some homeowners are feeling. It was the 60 to 74-year-olds who are actually feeling reduced pressure and their behaviours reflecting that. Okay, so Steph, it really seems like it's a tale of two different types of people. Homeowners who actually own their homes, they've paid off their mortgages or they have very small mortgages. We know they're okay, they're doing fine. But then there are those with these big mortgages and people who are renting. What's the rest of the year looking like for them? Yes, it's it's really a question of how much further we see interest rates rise from here, which is obviously a fact of whether the Reserve Bank thinks it can get inflation under control. You know, the full effect of what the Reserve Bank has done so far hasn't even washed through the system when it comes to the variable home loan borrowers, let alone those fixed borrowers, which we know are starting to roll off and we're entering really the peak months now of the hundreds of thousands of people that are rolling off those rates. So although, you know, the Reserve Bank says that this is something we've seen coming, that people have had, you know, good time to prepare for this and have built up buffers, uh, I don't think 
there's any denying that it will still be a shock to people to actually see those thousands of dollars more coming out of their accounts. And that's where we kind of get a differing of opinion between some economists about just what the effect of that will be. Okay. So we know that these rates have been steadily rising for quite some time now. But with the over 55 still spending, that's actually fueling inflation, isn't it? So, you know, there's a lot at play here. What's the Reserve Bank going to do to bring this under control, this inflation actually under control? Yes. So we know that we often hear interest rates and monetary policy referred to as a blunt tool. And I guess that refers to the fact that it's not some sort of precision scalpel that they can, you know, shave a little bit off the spending of this age group and reduce demand there without hitting over here. So they acknowledge themselves that, you know, some people are going to be hurt more by this than others, but they do have to look at the economic trajectory as a whole. That is their job is to bring inflation down across the board. If you're um, low-income earner with um, who renting or someone who's borrowed in recent years, your spending is slowing a lot more than if you're an owner-occupier who's kind of paid down your debt. So, mm-hmm. so it's a very uneven picture at the moment and um, we see that in all the data that we, we look at. And the other argument we hear from Philip Lowe that, um, you know, economists will also acknowledge is that high inflation actually hits lower income earners more. So his argument is that, yes, high interest rates are painful, but even more painful would be high entrenched inflation for a prolonged period. That hits the economy unevenly as well. You know, there is going to be more pain for those who are, you know, facing rent increases. We heard Philip Lowe saying, rents are going to keep rising from here. You know, if the cost of essentials is going up and you're only, you know, just scraping by paying for your essentials, you don't really have any room to move there either. And then as a result, that would mean even higher interest rates, more unemployment. So it's almost the better of two evils kind of situation at the moment. Yeah, and we've spoken, of course, about those huge rents that we're seeing, which are really hurting a lot of people. Philip Lowe has a very interesting way to deal with that problem, doesn't he? Yeah, so it's obviously, it's hard to reduce demand for housing, right, because everyone needs somewhere to live. So Philip Lowe has suggested some creative solutions in terms of uh, increasing the house size by people moving into share houses or moving back in with their parents, perhaps. Well, the increase in supply can't happen immediately, but the higher prices do lead people to economise on housing, don't they? Mm. Kids don't move out of home because the rent's too expensive or you decide to get a flatmate mm. uh, or a housemate. Because it's, so that's, that's the price mechanism at work. We need more people, on average, to live in each dwelling. And prices do that. Yes. OK. Yes, not a great solution for a lot of people, I'm sure, including the parents, <laughs> I would think. So anyway, Steph, does this just mean that we are destined for more difficult times ahead, or at least the young people of this country are? 
I think so, unfortunately, given that we haven't seen the full effect of what's already been done, what's already baked in, roll through. um, We know that there's more interest rate rises still to feed through and we could see further interest rate rises given the latest inflation figures we've just had out don't show as much of a decline in inflation as was expected. The annual rate actually increased in the month of April. AMP Deputy Chief Economist Diana Musina said, you know, it is people with debt who have been bearing the brunt of this so far, but we're not too far off seeing that perhaps feed through to the rest of the economy. I think we're going to see a massive impact to households over coming months because there is a massive lagged impact of interest rate rises. So I think that we're in for a massive hit to consumers and I think that that risk to consumers is being underestimated. On the other hand, we have some other economists. ANZ Research was quite uh, sort of upbeat about the fact that the household sector is coming from quite a high base over COVID. People actually, you know, had quite a high level of income and that has given us a buffer, you know, even though things are slowing, it's coming from that strong base. So I guess that's the divide there between economists, how stark they think this downturn is going to be and whether the Reserve Bank is underestimating the pressure it's kind of already put on households with what it's done so far. Stephanie Chalmers is a business reporter based in Sydney. There are fears the RBA could raise interest rates again this week after inflation accelerated faster than we expected. Annual inflation rose to 6.8% over the year to April. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Veronica App-App and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.